everyone and welcome back to the final We're Spinning Plates episode of 2020. I'm Kira, And I'm Em. And like I said, this is the last episode of the year and I think we've got quite a juicy roundup for this week, or at <laughs> least Em definitely does. So do you want to kick it off and tell us what you've been up to this week? So the short answer to that question is not a lot. <laughs> and the long answer to that question is because I got COVID-19. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yep. I feel like it was literally, if you go back and listen to the last episode, you can kind of tell that I kept having to pause to cough. And the day after that, I went and got tested and uh. tested positive for COVID. So I was stuck in my York bedroom uh, for Christmas, which was interesting. And by interesting, yeah. I mean awful. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it was just like so out of the blue it was like as if that happened like because you were literally about to go home the next day you were gonna get the train back for Christmas and then this just all came tumbling down it was awful but like so ironic we'll laugh one day it was I had the suitcase packed ready to go and I had to just move out the way like I was too tired with Covid to unpack it so I just had to move it because I was like I can't stare at this suitcase it's too sad uh but yeah we did an agony ant question a couple of weeks ago answering I'm sorry if you can tell I'm out of breath in this episode <laughs> Covid times um we did an agony ant answering the question how do you change with how do you deal with the changing Christmas dynamic and let me tell you I have looked that question straight in the eyes <laughs> As I spent Christmas entirely alone and didn't see another human being aside from video calls. But Kira did come and visit me on Boxing Day and we had a little very distant chat and that made my day. Yeah, it was very nice to see you because obviously it's just so sad to spend Christmas on your own. Like it is technically just another day, but because there's so much significance and it is something that I think we'd all been looking forward to, it was just really tough that you kind of lost out on that and it was really sad but it was nice to be able to see you on Boxing Day from quite a distance with masks on. Um, (laughs) Yes I haven't passed it to Kira we were very very safe yeah Uh, but yeah I am going home in the next I think I'm going home on New Year's Eve to do a do over Christmas because obviously I haven't seen anyone and uh, it'll be nice to see my family and just have a roast dinner. I'm not going to lie. Christmas <laughs> dinner was something that, as I saw it on everyone's Instagram on Christmas Day, because social media is the only thing you can turn to when you feel this crap. But then yeah. it makes you feel more crap because everyone's posting about it. I think that was the thing that really got me down about Christmas. Every single person was posting about it. And it's really hard to find an escape from that. If it was just like a birthday you were missing out on, nobody else would be celebrating. Um, yeah but it was just that aspect of it and I feel like I've gone off on a tangent and I can't remember what I was saying but the (laughs) point is (laughs) yeah Christmas looked a little bit different for me this year and this week has been the week from hell but we are coming out the other side of it and the the fact that I can sit up and record a podcast is pretty insane it is I'm I'm proud of you you're doing well (laughs) (laughs) how was your Christmas don't Uh, don't I'm not bitter just go for it (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't want to be like, my Christmas was incredible, but um, it was quite a nice Christmas. I, I do love Christmas. It is like my favourite time of year. I love being festive. I start getting excited for Christmas in like October. So by the time Christmas actually comes around, I'm very excited. Um, And I am in tier three in the UK and I obviously did not have COVID, um, nor did anyone in my family so the rules basically said that we could mix with two other households so I live with Jay and his family so that counted as one of the households and then we were able to go and see both of my parents um, and my siblings and things so it was nice to be able to see everyone
one and I got some really really lovely gifts new yoga mat a new teapot which oh, makes I love me sound that. like such an old lady um <laughs> and um, some other lovely bits as well. So it was just a really nice day. Christmas dinner is obviously incredible, although now a few days post Christmas, I'm realizing that I massively overbought on food because I have still got so many Christmas snacks that I have to like munch my way through. Um, I would say that's a win, not a lose. It is a win, but I feel like I just went a little bit overboard because you know when you like you see all of the vegan treats and you're like, I have to try them all. And I'm like, I'm only one person. I don't think I can physically eat them all, but I tried anyway, so. I appreciate um, the effort there. I know, me too. I'm, I'm nothing if not someone who likes to put a lot of effort in, so <laughs> um, especially when it comes to food. Um, but that has mostly been my week, has been food, festivities, and also just like taking some time to chill out a little bit because December was a very busy month work-wise and just in life in general. And this week I haven't taught any yoga classes because the studios are closed over Christmas and um, I've just been taking some time to relax which has been really nice as well and I have been forced to relax yeah (laughs) although I have read a really good book it took me a few days to actually be able to read I would say only in the last sort of two days have I had the capacity to read but I (laughs) tackled something that's been on my TBR for literally I would say I, I honestly think that I bought this book on our first meeting or a second really? meeting. Yeah, I really do. So I read uh, The Most Fun We Ever Had by Claire Lombardo, which is this beast of a book. It's like 550 <laughs> pages. It's just kind of like a character study of this big sprawling family and all of the like tangled webs they weave. I think Kira would really like it. I, I really it enjoyed shelves. it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to set a goal for myself that is small and manageable and it is to tackle the beast on my bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And you definitely made me want to pick it up. For some reason, based on the cover, I kind of viewed it as a summer book. So I bought it at the end of summer this year. And then because I didn't get to it before autumn, I kind of just like wrote it off and was like, well, that'll be next summer now. And I think it's just the fact that it's like blue and yellow. Yeah, it is a summary cover. Summary. Um, But I think I'm going to read it in January because you've made me really want to pick it up. And I do think it's definitely going to be my kind of book. I haven't really done much reading this week, but I have watched a good film and listened to a podcast that I enjoyed. So the film that I watched was one that I came across on a TikTok which basically <laughs> said films that made me cry so much that I wanted to be sick and I was like that sounds like a good thing <laughs> so um it was on a list with things like Little Women which obviously made me cry it was on there with Titanic definitely made me cry and also My Sister's Keeper which destroyed me as a child so the film was called Beautiful Boy and it basically is a film about a like 18 year old boy who falls into like drug addiction and it's like the story of him sort of going through the process of relapse and recovery and his family trying to help him and kind of realising that actually there's only so much that they can do and really the responsibility is on him and the kind of struggle from his dad in particular to like let go of that control and let go of wanting to be able to help him it stars timothy chalamet as the boy and then also steve carell as the dad which was interesting because i'm used to kind of seeing him in more comedic roles but this one was like obviously a lot more serious and it was really really good so definitely recommend i did cry a tiny bit but it wasn't like 
it wasn't Titanic level of crying, so like, don't worry about that if you're not much of a crier, but it is a really interesting film. And then the podcast that I listened to was um, Nana Florence's podcast. Um, em talked about Nana last week when she was talking about the fact that she loves her and it was one of her favourite YouTubers, and I finally got around to listening to her podcast this week. She did a really interesting episode on veganism, and particularly talking about like how it might not be as accessible to everyone, and it's not simply just as easy as deciding to go vegan and she really dived into like the nuances of that as well as her own experience which as someone who is also a vegan I really found that interesting and definitely agreed with a lot of what she said um and then she also had another episode on Christmas traditions which I really liked as well so yeah I really enjoyed that one so that was kind of been my week that film in particular sounds really interesting and it's funny that you should say that about Steve Carell because I have <laughs> literally the three movies that have got me through <laughs> this last week are Despicable Me <laughs> Despicable Me 2 and Despicable Me 3. I actually think it's a real low point in my life that I paid for the second two. That's money I'm never going to get back. That's that's festive, that's fun. Although I actually only found out yesterday that Steve Carell is the voice of Gru because... What? I was saying to Jay, like, after I finished watching the film, because I just watched it myself, because I didn't think it was his kind of film, and um, I was like, oh yeah, it's so interesting to see Steve Carell being someone, like, serious, because, like, I've seen him in things like... Um, like Evan Almighty and things like that and he's like and Despicable Me and I was like what? <laughs> he's a Whoa. classic in Despicable yeah. Me. I mean it's just I feel like I've just resorted to kids films this week I don't know maybe it's like a comfort thing a nostalgia thing mm. but I've been watching Madagascar I also watched Enola Holmes which was so-so but I have wanted oh. to watch that for a while yeah. but yeah it has been all about the kids films so with that chaotic roundup <laughs> I bet none of you saw that coming <laughs> Biggest plot twist of all time, Emily gets stuck for Christmas. It's like something I would write. (laughs) I became a character. Uh, But with that being said, let's move on to our main topic of the week. So, of course, this is the last episode of the year and we're now in the final couple of days of 2020. So we thought that for our big topic of the week this week, we would discuss the huge topic of New Year's resolutions, which are, of course, on everyone's mind at the moment. And as soon as Christmas is over, there is, I think, an undeniable pressure to start thinking about how you want to become a better version of yourself in the new year, Um, which is obviously a really complex topic and has its positives and negatives, so that is exactly what we're going to dive into today. 100%. I think New Year's resolutions and goals in general can be a really positive thing, but they also do have their negatives, so I think it's a good one to discuss. What is your opinion on New Year's resolutions? It's definitely mixed. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with them in and of themselves, but I also think that the calendar is obviously like a man-made construct like it's just an arbitrary date that we use to track time and so I don't think that there is really much to be gained from suddenly forcing yourself to create goals just because that little number on the end of the calendar has changed and that's kind of where my issue lies. I love goal setting and I love coming up with targets and things that I want to achieve but I think it's so much better and often a lot more productive when those goals and targets come up naturally as like this is something I really want to work on rather than sitting there at the end of the year and kind of forcing yourself to think of things that you think you should be working on just because it's a new year and that's kind of where I think 
we all kind of go wrong because we make ourselves set these goals but we're not really passionate about them we've just thought of them just because it's a new year and then you end up falling off of the like bandwagon of these goals very quickly because actually your motivation wasn't really behind the goal it was behind fitting in with that new year's resolution hype or at least that's my experience yeah I definitely agree I think that it's kind of it's become a really negative thing for me when I set goals I like them to be more of something that's going to add something to my life rather than take it away I think if you tell yourself Mm -hmm. you can't do this you mustn't do this you can't have that I think that already sets you up for failure because it's such a negative connotation attached to it whereas the goals that I always set for myself are things that are going to be examples of more compassion for myself or adding things into my life that weren't already there that are a positive thing and I think that's how I approach goals in general I feel like I really do sound out of breath um (laughs) (laughs) my goal is to be able to breathe properly Um, oh my god (laughs) but yeah no I think it's it's definitely tied into this big once that first of January hits like you've got to completely transform your life and that's not always real I mean it's never realistic goals Mm -hmm. should be kind of implemented when and if needed as a motivational tool rather than something that's going to drag you down and make you feel negatively about yourself I think this ties into my absolute hatred of new year's diet fads as well I think that's one of because I feel like a lot of people's new year's resolutions are related to diet and I think that's a a result of society and the way we talk about food but I think that is one of my biggest hatreds about new year's resolutions and I feel like it has darken the whole topic for me because of that yeah I agree 100% because it's just it's purely like a marketing ploy because you literally go from every single ad peddling festive food and festive activities and things that are maybe not so like you know nutritionally healthy or whatever but they're encouraged because it's part of the festive period to then suddenly a week later all you're seeing then is like weight loss diet gyms and obviously I am into fitness, I'm into health, I care about those types of things but I also don't think that just doing that and getting into it because it's a new year or because you feel like you need to lose weight or burn off Christmas calories which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like it's just like it perpetuates this really negative cycle that people fall into with food with exercise and just with their bodies that doesn't actually lead to people becoming healthier it just leads to them following the same cycle year on year on year and just feeling frustrated that they're not making any progress when actually I think if you just try to exercise because it's something that you want to do or find a form of movement that appeals to you and just do it purely for the enjoyment of the movement rather than to lose weight or to burn off calories or whatever or to punish yourself then you will see better progress and that's an entire different topic all on its own that I could talk about forever but yeah I think it is a shame that new year's resolutions which in and of themselves are there to try and make people achieve things and do better have become so tied up with this like toxic body image and like food and exercise relationship that's just so toxic. I completely agree with you there I think something that has really well like good intentions of bettering ourselves has just become a reason and a method and a tool for people to feel badly about themselves and I think that's really sad so moving away from the negativity of new year's resolutions because obviously we've Mm -hmm. said that we do set goals for ourselves, but we maybe don't do it in the 
kind of normal structure of New Year's resolutions or try and set different goals that are maybe more yeah. positive. Did you have any for this year and have you achieved them? Well, in preparation for this episode, I decided to have like a little flick through of my bullet journal, which is where I would have written down any New Year's resolutions had I set them. And I didn't really have like a big list of like 2020 New Year's resolutions, which I know I've written before. And those are always like exercise more, drink more water, eat healthy meals. And it's just like so broad that it's just like so easy to fail, basically. Um, So what I did find was that I'd set myself some 2020 yoga poses to work on that's exactly as I've written it down so on that list there are some that I have I mean the good thing I like about how I've written this is that I said to work on because I have been working on all of these poses doesn't mean I've achieved them all but I like that I didn't say like yoga poses to master because it's just so (laughs) difficult to say on the list is handstand which I'm still working on headstand which I can quite comfortably do crow pose which is one of my favorites and then splits is a work in progress we'll say that and uh, wheel pose I like that one as well so I feel pretty accomplished with the fact that I just set it like that and I have been working on them all year so that feels quite good and I also noticed that in my bullet journal this week exactly last year the like 29th of December I'd written down in a little like bubble and highlighted reached 550 subscribers on YouTube which was so exciting at the time and a goal of mine this year was to hit a thousand subscribers I think that's like the goal that I think pretty much everyone starting YouTube has because that and the 4,000 hours of watch time is what obviously allows you to get monetized and I am very happy to say that I achieved that goal this year so you blew that one out of the water didn't you just hit 18k I did just hit 18k yeah yes appreciation for Kira woo woo but yeah it just feels good and I'd, I'd like to sort of set those types of goals that are maybe like you know there's no like a negative association with not hitting them like yeah. it's just something to work towards in things that I would already be doing anyway like YouTube and trying to grow my channel or yoga and trying to advance my practice and stuff they're things I'm doing anyway and I just want to keep prioritizing throughout the year and that feels good because it doesn't feel like I'm trying to make myself suddenly start a brand new hobby that I didn't really have any interest in before or to quit something that I enjoyed like eating chocolate every day because (laughs) where's the fun in that? (laughs) (laughs) I love those I think mine are definitely along the same lines like I didn't have Mm -hmm. any which were about like exercise or food or anything like that because I know that they are very very negative for me um yeah. my first goal that I set at the beginning of 2020 was to read a non-fiction every single month so that would make 12 books and I just checked my goodreads and I've checked and I've checked and I have read <laughs> 16 non-fictions and it's Yay! actually become my joint top favorite genre which I think is a roaring success like non-fiction is something that I've always liked the idea of and when I graduated and therefore wasn't learning actively anymore really wanted to work on incorporating into my reading tastes and Mm -hmm. I think through memoirs mainly which is a stepping stone maybe to other types of non-fiction I've really really found a love for it which I would say is a goal ticked off and then my other goal for the year that I wrote down was that I wanted to write a manuscript that I was happy with. And I, so I wanted to create a goal about writing that wasn't tied in any way to success. I, you can't see me, but I just did inverted commas. So like <laughs> getting another book deal or publishing or whatever that is, because I knew that that was out of my control. That's another thing I think that's important with goals. Like 
you have to focus on the things that you can control and so I really wanted because after my first book I really struggled to write something I was happy with I actually ended up finishing two manuscripts this year one that I'm not happy with and one that I think is probably my favorite thing I've ever written so yeah I'm really happy about that I feel like lockdown and the pandemic brought some tough situations to all of our lives but actually they probably gave me more time and more energy to work on those two goals so yeah I achieved those two goals and I'm really happy about that and I think if I just set myself a different type of goal a different type of traditional new year's resolution I don't know if I'd be feeling this same sense of satisfaction so I'm glad that I chose to because in the past I have done those goals and I have thought oh I'm gonna exercise every single day or I'm going to (laughs) drink water (laughs) you know those kind of goals and they are really good for your health but they don't work for me so I'm glad that I changed my tack this year yeah 100% it's like they are obviously good goals there's nothing wrong with wanting to exercise or drink more water but it's just the weird sensation of it suddenly being the new year and having to set those goals and suddenly thinking that because it's a different date on the end of the calendar you are gonna do it when it's like it's just like not it doesn't make sense to me and it doesn't work and also I think they're quite they're quite difficult to quantify like and measure Mm -hmm. like for example drinking more water or doing more exercise if you don't set like actual goals it's very hard to ever feel accomplished through that definitely yeah so with that in mind do you have any goals that you're thinking of setting for next year 2021 I feel like 2021 is a weird one isn't it because everyone's acting like as soon as we hit to uh, January 1st things are all going to change but I actually do think it's probably going to be you know another year that has its challenges definitely so I think you have to keep that in mind when making goals I think one of mine is definitely to keep up my non-fiction reading and maybe try Mm -hmm. other non-fiction rather than just memoirs I have tried different uh, different types but I think to work on reading more different types of non-fiction is a goal for me I think During lockdown uh, in 2020, I did a walk every single day and I've managed to keep that up until I got COVID. But I think another one of my goals is to keep doing a walk every day because I think it really allows me to slow down and appreciate things and give myself time to reflect. And that's become such an important part of my routine. Um, And I think, well, actually another one I was thinking about and I was thinking about it because I watched the new Disney movie, Soul. Have you seen it? I haven't yet, but I've seen a lot of people talking about it. It is very, very good. I watched that. I think I watched it on Boxing Day. And the whole message of Soul is to stop tying our life's purpose and our worth to our, like, hobbies or careers or kind of just allowing yourself to separate yourself from that sometimes so that your self-worth isn't tied into a constant grind and a constant hustle and never stopping to appreciate the small things. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of creators have taken you know, taking stuff away from Soul because it does have a really important message. It might be a Pixar film, but I feel like they always have these really sentimental messages. And I think that's another goal I'm going to have. Like, definitely this year, obviously, being put into lockdown, obviously having to take 10 days off, which is really difficult for me. Like, when I've been sick, like, not being able to do anything that I would consider to be productive, not being able to Mm -hmm. spin any of my plates has (laughs) been really, really difficult. So I think just a going into 2021 with the mindset that the, my creative hobbies do make me who I am and they do add to me as a character but they aren't all I am is another goal that I'm going to have so as you can see like my goals are either just a continuation or just having a bit more compassion for myself sometimes and I think that's what I need going into 2021 
How about you? Um, again, I think I'm going to be setting some quite similar goals. So I'm still going to be working on all of those yoga poses, um, even the ones that I have said I'm comfortable with, like headstand and crow pose, because you just have to keep working on things and keep the like strength up. So I'm gonna keep working on them. My big goal, I would love to be able to do like an unassisted handstand. Like that is like, I feel like the pinnacle of my life's work would be to be able to <laughs> Your do life's work at the ripe old age of 24. <laughs> yeah, like I'm literally, yeah, that's the goal. By the time I'm 24 in May, I would love to be able to do my unassisted handstand. And I am actually going to start the year with a 31 day jam stand challenge on Instagram. <laughs> Doing handstands every day and like starting strong with that goal because handstands are something that you really do have to practice so often just to like keep building the strength. So that is a big goal for me. I also kind of on a similar goal have recently purchased some wooden gymnastics rings which basically like you attach to some kind of like steady structure and then you like hold yourself up and you can do loads of flips and stuff. So I'd love to be able to use them because currently I have none of the upper body strength required. Um, <laughs> I also would love to be able to squat 60 kilos because I'm currently squatting like that means nothing to me <laughs> 35 let's I'm trying to think like what's a good measure of like I probably weigh like 65 kilos so I'd like to be able to weigh like squat myself um oh my gosh. I've tried <laughs> squatting Jay before and it is difficult <laughs> so um that is definitely a goal of mine and then a more broad one is just that I'd like to sign up for some kind of like course. I'm leaving it broad because I don't know exactly what I want to do with that but this year I did my yoga teacher training and I loved learning again. Like I had obviously a full two years or maybe just under two years after graduating where I wasn't really learning or developing except for obviously in a career sense but I loved learning and I also was learning things I'd never really learned before like anatomy and sort of went down a more scientific route in the yoga course and that really like piqued my interest and so I definitely would like to continue learning sign up for something and just sort of allow myself to continue education in some kind of way I don't know exactly what context that will be in or when I'll do it but I definitely would like to do that again this year because that was my favorite thing that I achieved in 2020. Yeah I think we've both set some good goals there and I think that they are quantifiable and they are the right kind of goals for us because I'm not saying at all that I think goals are a bad thing. I think goals mm -hmm. are really good. I think they're motivational. I think you pu they push you to be better and there's nothing wrong with pushing yourself to be better in ways that you can control and ways that will bring you satisfaction. Um, it's just about learning to set the right ones because I don't think in the past I've always set the right ones. And I yeah. also think that it's important to remember that you can set a goal and start working towards it at any point in the year. There's a lot of pressure on the 1st of January, but I think that it's okay, especially going into 2021 where the world still does need a lot of work in terms of COVID-19 and the landscape of life and the world <laughs> is constantly changing and constantly trying to get through this pandemic. I think it's okay to set goals later on in the year and start working from them then, if that makes sense. 100% and like we said right at the beginning of this topic, calendars, dates, the 1st of January, it's all very, very arbitrary. Um, and it's also a way that you can kind of hold yourself back from starting something that you do deep down want to do because we tell ourselves, yeah. oh, I'll do this on Monday or I'll do it next month or next year or whatever. But actually, there's literally nothing wrong with on the 
Wednesday the 3rd of April or whatever it might be in the middle of the year. I thought you were going to pick my birthday there, just by coincidence. (laughs) I just purely picked a day out of complete randomness. But yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with suddenly on that day being like, today I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to start something new. Equally, there's no pressure to do that at all. Like if you're happy exactly as you are, then there's no need to want to change yourself. But equally... I personally like goals. I think they are motivational. I think they do help you to continue progressing and achieving. But picking the goals that mean something to you is really important and not just doing something because you feel like it's the right time of year and therefore you have to start working on fitness or whatever it may be that you feel pressure to do at this time of year. Really just questioning your motives behind your goals and actually whether you really care about it and want to do it or if you're just sort of caving into pressure that you might be feeling from external sources. Well put. I completely agree. So (laughs) I think that wraps up yeah, our New Year's resolution Definitely, conversation. Yeah, I think so. And we actually did receive, I think this kind of inspired our topic of the week, even though we were already thinking of it, but we actually do have a related Agony Ant, so we'll move on to the Agony Ant column now. So welcome back to our Agony Ant column. I actually missed it last week when we didn't do an Agony Ant question. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it is a solid part of the podcast, but we <laughs> actually got a New Year's themed or New Year's resolution themed question. Uh, so we thought that we'd use that one for today's episode. And the question was, how do you deal with not meeting your goals? Which I think is definitely relevant as we approach the end of a year uh, when people will be reflecting on their goals and it is also important to keep in mind when we are setting new goals so do you want to start off and give your thoughts on this one yeah I think it's definitely tricky because like we say we put a lot of pressure on goals and often when we set a goal it's because it's something that we care about and want to achieve but I think each individual circumstance is going to be different so you kind of have to look at like let's say for example you set yourself a reading goal to read a certain amount of books this year and you didn't achieve it, you'd have to kind of look at that and think, okay, did I not achieve it because the goal was way too high and I read as much as I possibly could and I just couldn't achieve it, so maybe next year I need to reassess that goal? Or did I not achieve that goal because it wasn't a priority to me and therefore I didn't put that much effort in and actually next year I'm going to try harder and see if I can achieve it or final option you (laughs) didn't do it because it wasn't a priority to you and actually going into the next year you realize that this isn't something that you're going to prioritize because it doesn't actually matter a huge amount to you and your life and therefore it doesn't need to be a goal and could just be something that you do for fun as and when you want to so so many different ways you can look at that and you can apply that framework to loads of different goals whether it's fitness related food related lifestyle related anything really just look at like is it because you tried your hardest and it was just a little bit too much and you couldn't fit it is it because you didn't try but you want to try more or is it because it's not a priority and actually you don't really want to work on that so that's kind of how I'd look at it because goals are just goals we set them and therefore 
we kind of dictate the framework around them and each goal is so different and so individual and you kind of just have to look at it and not be too hard on yourself look at it as an opportunity to assess what you really feel about the area that your goal was in and then kind of take that into the next year if that makes sense so that's kind of how I'd look at it that transitions perfectly into what I was (laughs) going to say because I was going to say that if you are even asking this question and reflecting back on not achieving that goal with sadness then it clearly is something that to some extent you do want to achieve so Mm -hmm. here's my motto roll that goal just roll it over to the next year did you like that I came up with that when you were speaking and I was like this is my time to shine Uh, but roll that goal and just you know try and achieve it the next year there is no there should be no strict time frame on goals how on earth can we set a goal and know how long it's going to take us to feel like we have fulfilled Mm -hmm. the goal like I think that's just not really unrealistic with a lot of goals so yeah if it needs more time give it more time think about I mean, if you are reflecting on it and you're sad that you didn't achieve it, you can definitely say to yourself that it's something that you want to achieve, it sounds like. Um, yeah. So I think that you can just reflect, as Kira said, on why it is that you haven't achieved that goal. Maybe make it a more... You can adjust a goal, make it more manageable, make it more achievable. Um, and just remember that there is no time constraints or time restraints. I never know the difference between constraints and restraint. I think with time, it's a constraint. Okay. There's no, I don't know why. No, I don't either. I will take your word for it, considering you're an English grad. Um, yeah, there's no time constraints on bettering yourself and achieving goals because you can never predict the obstacles that are com- going to come in the pathway of achieving a goal. And so I think, yeah, roll mm-hmm. that goal. Absolutely. I think there are certain goals that can feel time restraint, like maybe getting a promotion or even more specifically, like um, academically, because you are working to someone else's schedule. But even if you set yourself an academic goal that you didn't quite achieve, or maybe you didn't progress as far as you wanted to in like your degree or something like that, it is still just an obstacle that you can overcome um even if that means maybe postponing things or taking longer to complete something or going back and doing something again it is all possible so I think goals obviously are a reflection of the timeline that we want to follow yeah and it can be disheartening when we don't manage to reach those time goals that we set ourselves but it is just a framework and things happen, things change and it is all flexible. Though it might not feel it at the time and it might feel really terrible that you haven't achieved something at the time and date that you thought you should have. It isn't to say that you can't achieve it or go back and do it again. It just means that you have to kind of change the framework of what you thought you were going to be doing. Yeah, and I think that the ability you have to care about that goal to such an extent, to want to achieve it eventually, is really cool and is something to be proud of in itself. To have a goal and to set a goal and to really want to achieve it, I think is, you know, a vital first step and I think it's a really, it's just cool that we can care so much about these Mm -hmm. things. And so, yeah, I think never ever beat yourself up about not achieving a goal because you couldn't predict the things that were going to stand in your way it's exciting that you get to progress it further and that you get to spend more time on it and it'll feel even better if you do get there in the end and also I think it's important to mention that it is completely okay to abandon a goal like if you decide that a goal isn't going to better you you start moving towards it and you decide that actually it's making your life worse it's making you stressed out it's not something that is worth it it is okay to say that goal can be rolled right out of here and I don't even want to even think about it again because it isn't going to better my life in the way that I thought it would and I think there's no shame in that whatsoever. 
I could not agree more because we are constantly changing and it makes sense that our goals and aspirations and what works for us and what we want to achieve will change and evolve as we do. So I think, yeah, I I would say in general, as like a takeaway from this entire episode, treat goals as a framework, not a cage. Like you can set goals and, you know, have an aspiration, but that's not something that has to like you say, restrain you to a particular life path, like you can change and evolve and that's completely fine. I love that. I think that's a perfect way to end the episode. So thank you so much for joining us for our New Year's episode. I hope that you are enjoying setting some goals for yourselves and I'd love to know what they are. So you can always (laughs) contact us or message us on Instagram or I feel like where can we find you the most easy? Um, I'd say definitely Instagram. I am Kira's Corner underscore on Instagram. Um, I'm of course on YouTube as well, but I feel like for messages and things, Instagram is the best. Yep, and mine is at a little writer M, and I leave it all in the podcast show description. So thank you for joining us for this episode. I hope that it has been useful to you. I would really love to know what goals you're setting because I just think yeah. I do think it's a really fun opportunity it to uh, think about the things that you'd like to work on, and I think that's can never be a bad thing if we tackle it in the right way. So. That is the end of episode seven. We will see you next week in a brand new year. A new year, yeah. See you next year, guys. (laughs) And yeah, we'll chat to you then. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. See you later.